Uh, now today, it's a joy for me. I've got two of my children here. One's in Sydney. So I love being a dad. They spoiled me yesterday. They asked me one of those questions. We went through a series of questions and one of them was, tell us about some of the times when outwardly you had to say uh, that's bad, but inwardly you were laughing. Come on, dads, you all know what I'm talking about. You all know those moments. And so we, we reflected on a number of those things, that, that boundaries that were pushed, things that shouldn't have been done, but on the inside we we're laughing. And that is the joy of being a dad, keeping it together, being appropriate, and just keeping the boundary together. Uh, when, you, when your ki- kids are little, you're, you're the boss. Uh, as they get older, you're the hero. It comes to a little phase of life where you've got no idea, and then it turns back to friendship. And so uh, one of the things that I told our kids is my job as a dad is not just not to be your friend while you're under 18. I'm not, my aim is not to be your friend, otherwise I'll just do whatever it is to get you to like me. My aim is actually to coach you in life, in, in your life. And it, Sometimes you'll like me, sometimes you won't. I heard someone say recently, if you're going to be a great mentor, Sometimes you've got to be a tormentor just to harass people to get things going in the right direction. I know, I I like that. So it was a joy for me on Father's Day a couple of years ago when Gemma gave me my hat. It's my coach hat. And now I'm making it my Father's Day tradition to preach with my coach hat on. So that's what we're going for today. So I'm here to help you to coach you, to encourage you, and to to flow from there. So, of course, it wouldn't be Father's Day without permission for some dad's jokes because these are the gift to our family. Are you ready? Here we go. Here's the the first one. Uh, The first annual meeting of Camouflage Club was a disaster. It looked like nobody turned up. Come on, that's good. That's good. My wife gave me an ultimatum. It was her or my addiction to sweets, the decision was a piece of cake. (laughs) That's not true, but that's quite funny. Uh, One more, one more. I might save a few for later. If Apple made a car, Apple as in the iPhones, if Apple made a car, what would be missing? Windows. Hey, that's an intelligent joke. Come on, dads. That's quite good. All right. So today I want to talk to you about the Father's blessing. The Father's blessing. There is power in a Father's blessing. I've got a photo of my dad uh, that's taken from my 21st birthday, he and I. This is my dad, okay? And so uh, my dad was a delightful man, warm, gentle, encouraging, a Christian man, a a missionary for a number of years. Uh, He was not particularly one who liked to be the center of attention, but he turned up on key moments uh, like my 21st when this was shown and and just said positive words about me and put love into my tank through a lot of different ways. And I've shared before for me, one of the privileged moments of my life was, uh, and you can put the photo down, thank you. The privileged moment of my life was being uh, there when my, with the last day that my dad was alive. And he was in hospital, he was 89 years old. Uh, he was on his way out and we were expecting him to, to pass away. And so I had the privilege of being 
uh, beside him at his bed, which is, is a privilege. Some people don't get to be there when their dad passes away. And I, I, I was able to read scripture to him. I read some Psalms that were meaningful to him and meaningful to me. Psalm 112, Psalm 128 about the, the heritage that a godly man leaves their children. I was able to express uh, my gratitude to him from my heart, which doesn't always come naturally for, for us. And I was able for him to pray for me. I asked him to pray for me. And my dad, who, who was of the generation who wasn't big at expressing words like, I love you or I'm proud of you, prayed for me. His words that he would say to me was, was bless you. And so I learned to interpret dad saying, bless you as I love you. That's what I kind of learned to do. And so, but he prayed for me. And I remember it distinctly as he prayed for me and he and he thanked God for the privilege of leading me and me being his son. And uh, it was a meaningful moment that I'll always carry with me in my heart to have my father's blessing on his deathbed. Wow. There's something powerful about a father's blessing. When God created the earth, the very first thing the Bible tells us that he did for us was he blessed us. Let me read to you in Genesis 1 verse 27. The first words in the Bible recorded as God creating the, uh, the world. The next words, his first words that he spoke to someone are these words. It says, God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And then God blessed them. He said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish of the sea. To all the fishermen who got the shout out from their kids, the birds in the air and all the animals that scurry along the ground. I want you to hear this, Melbourne, today. I want you to hear this church today that the first thing that God did after he created people was he blessed them. He blessed them. And it's the power of a father's blessing. As you read through the Bible, you read about the significance and the importance of a father blessing their children uh, throughout their whole life, but particularly on their, their deathbed, there seemed to be a moment where, where there would be a blessing that was pronounced. And if that blessing came from a spiritual, a man of God, there was power in those words, the patriarchal blessing that would be spoken over someone. Uh, Jacob knew that this was a powerful thing. And so he deceived his father, Isaac, with his mother's help. And he dressed up as his brother. Basically, he put on some, he put on some uh, garments that were hairy because his brother was hairy and his dad was blind. Shout out to all the hairy brothers here today. And, and he, he, he was a smooth-skinned brother, all right? And, he, and so he, he confused his dad and he had some clothes to make him smell like his brother. And his dad said, the voice is the voice of Esau, but the smell is the smell of... No, so the voice is the voice of Jacob, but the smell is the smell of, of uh, Esau. And so he drew him close. And this is what it says. Jacob went over and kissed him. And when Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, this is Genesis 27, he dressed up in his brother's clothes. He was finally convinced... And he blessed his son. He said, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of the outdoors, which the Lord has blessed. From the dew of heaven and the richness of the earth, may God always give you abundant harvest of grain and bountiful new wine. This is him blessing him. May many nations become your servants and may they bow down to you. May you be the master over your brothers and may your mother's sons bow down to you. All who curse you will be cursed and all who bless you will be blessed. A powerful 
father's blessing. Esau came and realized that he'd been ripped off and his brother had got the blessing. And he actually said, it's, this is not right. Uh, can't you give me, he's taken my blessing. And, and, and his father actually said, no, I've, I've already made him. This is what it says in verse 37. I have made him Lord over you and I have made all his relatives his servants and I have sustained him with grain and new wine. So what can I possibly do for you? He realized that the declaration of blessing was powerful and would stand because he said, I've already blessed him. The Father's blessing. Even Jesus needed the public blessing of his heavenly father. After Jesus' water baptism, before he'd done a miracle, before he'd preached a sermon, before the world knew who he was, there was a voice that came from heaven. We read in Matthew chapter 3, verse 17. It says, suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. It's a father's blessing. The public and private blessing that is reserved for a father. Now, you know what? All of us need to be encouragers. All of us need to be people who put life and, and bless different ones. But there is something that's reserved in the spiritual DNA of humanity that requires us to be blessed by a father. If not, something will be missing. And I'll get to that in a moment. It's a powerful challenge for all of us. So dads, granddads, spiritual dads, I want you to understand as awkward as it might feel to get started. If you're not a natural words person, we can't hide behind our shyness or our personality. We have a spiritual obligation from God as dads to speak the words of blessing over our family. The words, I love you. The words, bless you. The, the words, you've got what it takes. The words to your daughters, you're beautiful. The words to your children, I'm proud of you. Not, regard, not even based on all that they've done, but just who they are. These words, they have a unique power in them when they come from a spiritual father, from a dad who loves their children. Proverbs 18 verse 21 says this, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat their fruit. Now, there's plenty of other components to being a dad. We can't just do nothing and just say, bless you, bless you, bless you, and I'll see you next year. <laughs> there's lots of other components of working on our dad life, a practical provision, food on the table, an inheritance from our, for our children, teaching our children character, teaching them life skills, active engagement, being involved in their life, being hands-on, going to their sport games, uh, turning up to schooling events, being involved when they get that report card that says so much potential. Come on, a little distracting to all the other students. Come on. That's just called being a boy, just, just saying. Anyway, taking an interest in their life and being actively involved in them. That's, that's dad life. Of course, a very important part of being a dad, as I've already shared, is dad jokes. And if you haven't yet got that skill down, there is still time. It does not matter how old you are. Just, just a couple for you while I'm, while I'm going. Because it's a special, it's a double dad's day with some dad jokes. Uh, mum said, this is a daughter to, to dad. Mum said I should do lunges to stay in shape. Dad said, well, that would be a big step forward. 
Okay, come on, come on. We're renovating the house and the first floor is going great, but Dad said the second floor is another story. <laughs> now that's a next level joke. No, come on, that's a double banger right there. Sorry. Okay, just, just helping. Come on, Melbourne. You, you can get this, Dad. It's, just, it's, it's an anointing. I feel it rubbing off right now. It's coming your way. This, this is okay. This is an intelligent dad joke. So just stick with us, dads. I had a dream that I weighed less than a thousandth of a gram. I was OMG. Zero milligrams. Oh, come on. That's just, that's, okay. Okay. When you've got to explain it, it's just not good, is it? Sorry. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. So there, there's the multifaceted tasks of dad life. But today I want to focus on the father's blessing the Father's blessing. Dads, you've got a significant part to play in your children's life. Granddads, you've got a significant part to play. Spiritual dads in the house of God. This is why God places us in a church family so that men can speak life and encouragement to young men, to older men, to, ch to, to children. I love that in our children's ministry, we've got some great dads here on the sunny coast, Lani, getting involved and leading kids' ministry and other dads involved and in Melbourne the same. For me as a young man, I've been in this church uh, since I was 21 years old. And in the early years, the uh, men like Bruce Hughes, who's no longer with us, but he would come and look you up. And his beautiful wife, Mavis, is still part of our church. And he'd come and look you up and just say, God spoke to me. And he'd give you an encouraging word. Danielle's dad was very much like this. He was on the, the door of our church. So it's like a, a ministry of hosts, but everybody got a hug and everybody got an encouraging word from Ray. He was a, he was a good man until you started to date his daughter, then it changed. But that's okay. That's different. <laughs> People like Dale Phillips in, the in our house who just smiles and loves and encourages. People like Ken Appleton here who smile and love and encourage. People, people like uh, Steve in Melbourne and people like uh, John and Ben and other great dads who speak life and encouragement into people. You've got an important role. It takes a village to raise a child. Dads, what you do is important. So here we go. If we've got the Father's blessing and the importance of it, my question then is, well, what do we do with our dad gaps? Our father gaps, I call them. We've all got gaps. In the words of Adrian and Rocky, you got gaps, I've got gaps. Together we've got gaps. <laughs> Sorry. <that's... laughs> so if you've got gaps, you know, as a dad... Being a dad, I, I reckon it's one of the most rewarding and challenging roles of a lifetime. And it can be so easy uh, to, to have regrets about our gaps. The things that I've, often, I don't know, it just hits me on holidays. I have a little inner critic that I normally silence. But if I go on holidays, he starts firing up and telling me all the, the gaps that I've got, the things that I'm not quite good enough and what I should have done better. And I have to work to silence, to, to learn, but to silence that inner critic. Because we've all got gaps. We've all made mistakes. We've all, if we had a do-over, uh, we'd, we'd be better. That's just the way it is when you, you know, you're just, I, I tell our kids, we're just, they were the first round of practice and it's okay. If we, if we went again, we'll be awesome. Apparently that's why being a granddad's awesome. Is that right? Is that how it works? So can I just say, if you're really well aware of your dad gaps, don't beat yourself up. Repent. If your kids are, if you're able, ask for forgiveness for the gaps. 
the things that you did wrong. And then it's just, it's never too late. It's never too late to speak words of life. It's never too late to apologize. It's never too late because inside of every kid, even if they reject it for a while, there's the desire to receive the Father's blessing. Don't be hard on yourself. Go again. Study after study that I read talked about the, the challenge in children's lives when dads remained absent, not just were absent, but remained absent. So don't be absent. Get involved. Take the first step. Even if you're the one who's 90% in the right, take the first step and ask for forgiveness and reach out. What about the gap? So this is as dads. What about as children? Some of us have, were blessed with really good dads who had gaps because all dads have gaps. But others were, you've been raised in a family environment that's really challenging, maybe toxic. Absent fathers, fathers who instead of blessing, cursed. Fathers instead of bringing warm love, bought pain. Fathers instead of providing, gambled away or drank away the provision of, for your life. Fathers who, who were not there physically or not there emotionally, not present. What, what do we do with those gaps that are very real. And if we don't deal with them in an appropriate way, those things have a habit of coming out in the wrong way and sabotaging our lives and our relationships. So on Father's Day today, for some of you, there's, it's like, I don't want to talk about Father's Day because I've got pain that's just down there and I don't, want, I don't want to deal with that. Well, today I want to help us. How do we deal with those gaps? The first thing we have to make a decision to do is to honour. You go, really? I'm really. It's the fifth commandment. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, God lays out the 10 big commandments to base our lives on. And he says this, Honour your father and mother, then you will live a long, full life in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Some of you are like, let's just go honour your mother. That's a whole lot easier. Some of you, maybe you came to church and you heard the whole concept of crucifying the old man and you're like, I'm in. I've found home. This is what I want to do. No, no, no. Honour your father and your mother. It's a biblical mandate. It's, it's not even about what's deserved by a person. It's what's deserved by a position. Because when your heart gets right to the people that God's put in your world, it allows something to flow. How do I do that? Well, you've just got to find, honour just comes from finding the one, or the, uh, one positive, two positives, three positives. Sometimes you're honouring someone's intentions more than their actions. Sometimes you're honouring uh, something. And it's a, it's a great prayer to pray if you struggle with it. Say, God, can you show me the things that my dad did or my mum did, but today we're talking about dad, that I can focus in on, remember, and honour them for. It's a really important place to find. It might be the smallest of things or it might be a number of things as you hone in on those things. I love it for, for, for us. Maybe it was, they worked hard to provide for you. They, they might not have been there a lot, but they worked hard and they provided for you. Be thankful for that. Follow on that. For, uh, focus on that. I believe that it's a really important job for mums, for wives, to lead your family in honouring your husbands. As much as we've all got gaps and it can be easy for you to see and focus on our gaps, one of the great things that mums can do is teach kids how to honour dad. Even if dad's separated, 
You can teach your kids how to honor dad. Why? Because it's a Bible principle as opposed to something that's deserved. So when a, dad, when a mom says, uh, I love how you dot, 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 it would be a great conversation to have in front of our kids. Be a great Father's Day lunch moment today in and, and, and some of the families just to go, okay, let's just do this exercise. And we do, do this in our family and have for years. Let's just say something that you love about dad. I love how you greet the kids when you come home from work with a big smile. I love how you take them to Macca's fingers. That was awesome. Come on. <laughs> Genius. Give them a milkshake. I love how you take our kids to sport on Saturdays. I love how you hug the kids every day. I love how you work two jobs or you work away and it's inconvenient or you're doing a job you don't really love, but you want to provide for us. I love how you do that. That's honor. That's what honor is. And so honor is the starting place. For us. The second thing we do if we're wanting to deal with the God gap is we have to forgive and release the pain. The pain from the gaps of our Father that all of us will experience in different levels means that we have to deal with it. We've got to face it. Ignoring the pain does not work. Suppressing the pain does not work. Some of us have got a master's degree in suppression. I'm telling you, it doesn't work. Bitterness and resentment does not work. We have to find a way. If we don't deal with the pain of our heart, it will leak out into every area of our life. It'll, it'll leak out into our identity. It'll leak out into our relationships. It'll leak out into our work. It'll eventually leak out into our health. We have to deal with the dad wounds that we carry. How do I do that? Well, firstly, I acknowledge it. Maybe it's, it's just as simple as talking to a pastor, talking to a Christian counselor, just beginning a conversation. Go, I'm aware that when someone talks about honoring your dad, something on the inside of me reacts. That's the place to begin and say, okay, I'm going to talk the pain out, make a choice to forgive, but I'm going to find a way to release the pain. Even if it takes a couple of years, you will be healthier for dealing with the pain. I, I want to encourage somebody to say tomorrow, I'm going to phone the church. I'm going to talk to Pastor Dan and Eb. I'm going to make an appointment to, with one of our pastors to begin to deal with the pain that I'm carrying on the inside. The third thing that we do if we want to deal with the God gap is to receive the love of our Heavenly Father. See, all of us as dads, this is, this is the greatest thing I believe that you can do as a dad is go, I'm never going to be good enough, so I want to connect my kids to a heavenly father who is good enough. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to, I'm going to stuff up at different times. I'm going to mean to do one thing, but actually do another thing. So the best thing I'm going to do is I'm going to lead my family to church every Sunday so that my kids can eventually connect with a God who's perfect, who doesn't stuff up. Who, who, who will fill their heart with love. This is what I love. Romans chapter 5, verse 5 says, Hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. Now, if you've had a dad who's not been good at expressing love to you, receiving God's love will be a challenging thought. 
But I reckon it's the journey of a lifetime to learn to receive God's love into your heart in a powerful, powerful way. Years ago, someone taught me about how to receive God's love and I've made it pretty much a daily ritual almost every day. Part of my prayer time, I would, I would just slow down and stop and I just begin to pray because the Bible talks out of this verse that the Holy Spirit pours God's love into our heart. And every one of us need a Father's blessing and the greatest Father's blessing you can have that's got no gaps is our Heavenly Father's. So if we were to stop each day and just go, God, I thank you, Father, that you love me. This is what I do every day. I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you've given me your Holy Spirit in your heart and He pours your love into my heart. And so today I receive your love. I think of the words that he spoke over Jesus. You're well pleased with me. I thank you that I am your son. I thank you that you're proud of me. I thank you that you delight in me. You can feel that that's such a simple, simple thing to do. But when you connect with God's love, it, it washes away the pain. It anchors you every day so that you're not trying. So many of us try to do stuff just to prove dad wrong or to get dad's approval. What if you start the day with dad's approval? Your heavenly father's approval. He loves you and he's for you and he wants to bless you. That's how we go on a journey of a lifetime, connecting with a father who loves you and who will heal you from your father wounds today. The last thing I want to talk about. So I've talked about the power of a father's blessing. And it's, it is from a father. It's encouraging words from someone else is awesome. But there's an ache in the soul of every human being to hear dad say, I love you and I'm proud of you. And if you can't get that from your earthly dad, you can get it from your heavenly father. Then, then we, how do we deal with our God gaps? The last thing I want to talk about just for a few moments is how to grab the moments. Dad, this is just going to be real practical how to grab the moments every day to understand the power of blessing. This is for dads and for granddads. Don't wait till your deathbed to say the blessing. You might not get that opportunity or that moment. Don't wait till that day. Grab the little moments. The little moments like when your kids are small and they're going to bed and just go in and be, be the one who prays for them and make it a habit every night as your kids go to bed. I love you. I'm proud of you and then pray for them to connect them to their Heavenly Father. Just a simple, simple thing. Bless them as you say grace over your food. Come on, dads. It's time to get the family around the table, to stop for a moment before we eat and just say, God, I thank you for this food and I bless my family. Those words have power, right as you're coming up right now. In your threshold moments of high and by, sometimes it's like a taxi job at being a dad. You're in, you're out, you're in, you're out. But in those moments as, as a child leaves the house, as a, a, even a, a teenager or an adult child, as they're there, just grab the moment to say, have a great day. I bless you. You don't have to say the words bless you, but I love you. I'm proud of you in the coming and in the going. At the school drop, I used to love as I dropped Gemma off to school, I love winding down the window when she's about 15 years old and yelling out, I love you, Gemma. That's just a gift that all of us fathers have, the gift of embarrassing our children, right? Come on. They might say they don't like it, but deep down they love it, even if she still hasn't admitted it to me, but that's okay. Then there's the big moments. The birthdays, 
Dad, write in the card. Dad, say something that you love about your children and be specific. Do it awkward. Be like my dad who at my 21st spoke and at my wedding spoke. At weddings, dad, get up and bless them. Don't try and be funny by being sarcastic. Any peanut can point out the issues that we've all got. But your job is to be a blesser. This is what I love about my daughter. This is what I love about my new son-in-law. This is what I love about this person. This, there's a power in dad's blessing, speeches, special occasions, 13-year-old when your kids turn a certain age. And dads, just because your grown-up kids are in their 30s, 40s or 50s doesn't mean they still don't need your affirmation, your blessing, your words. It's powerful. Can we close our eyes together right now? The Father's blessing. Father, I'm praying today for every person in this room, every person watching online, everyone in our Melbourne family. I pray for your peace, your presence, but above all, Father, I pray for your love. Let your love flood every heart. For those who have never experienced love from their dad, today, let today be the first day where the love of our Heavenly Father is real, and powerful, tangible. Where there are deep wounds, father wounds from absence or abuse, from abandonment, Lord, today let the healing journey begin, I pray. And for all of us dads, granddads, spiritual dads, Help us to say the words that need to be said, even if it's awkward. Help us to look our kids in the eyes and bless them. Father, today as a spiritual father of this house, I bless every person in this church. I bless every man and I bless every woman. You love them. You're proud of them. They've got what it takes. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Melbourne, I'm going to let you go back to Pastor Dan and Ebony. We love you guys. God bless you. Come on, give them a big clap right now. We love you guys. Mm.